Thank you for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And thank you also for a little bit of forgiveness because we're a week late on getting an episode out. <laughs> yes, we are. There's a little thing called Easter. Life. A little life. thing a called little, life. Yeah, life and <laughs> Easter and uh, busy things. Kara, my flower girl, I should say, my wife and I's flower girl, yeah. is getting married. Yeah, that's so and crazy. And our youngest daughter, well, not youngest Does that make anymore. you feel old? Yes, it does actually. <laughs> like to think about that, it was funny because in our wedding, um, she repeated all the vows with us. So oh. we always kind of joked, like, you know, it's like she they married us, she our married flower you. girls. But yeah. and now she's getting married, and little Zoe Joy is going to be her flower girl. So, anyways, all that to say, that's part of the reason we're late yeah. bringing you a new episode of Draw Near. Yeah, just busy things, and honestly, we also didn't really want to feel rushed with this particular topic. Right. Um, I know we kind of pointed to it in our previous episodes that we really mm-hmm. wanted to talk a little bit more about um, kind of our goals and our and the vision of Draw Near. And we are going to do that a little bit, kind of just getting at like the heart, what really is at the heart of our efforts with Draw Near. Um, but yeah, we primarily, we just needed some rest. <laughs> okay. It was, it was <laughs> we busy Easter, yeah. Yeah. busy Lent. Yes. I, I know everyone kind of understands that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as promised, today's episode um, is just a little bit more about the heart of our mission with Draw Near. I know we've said this, but it is more than just a podcast. Um, but we do love doing the podcast, obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those "I'm only doing this so I can do that" kind of things. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a part of what we do, but it's not the thing. Right. Well, and and to clarify, we're only doing this because the Lord called us to do this. Absolutely. And yeah. the that that we're talking about, which we'll share kind of a little bit about, the Lord also called us to. So it's really discerning um, one step at a time right. what comes next. And draw near was a first step of a, a larger goal. Absolutely. So. And it, it's one thing I've noticed it's very painful for me in particular to go back and listen to our old episodes because <laughs> like it was clear which one of we us were good. Yeah. We well, were good. No, it's it's not you. It's clear which one oh, of I'm us sure. had more confidence than the other and which one of us was a little more reluctant to I think we both were struggling. Yeah. I <laughs> we mean, were just like, let's talk about God. Like the introduction would be like a whole five minutes of just Kara and then it would be like Oh Fred's oh, here. Oh Fred's here. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's just kind of neat to see that transformation as we've grown yeah. in our friendship and in our confidence in what the Lord is calling us to do. And yeah. as he, his work continues to guide us and lead us. And, and now I feel like everyone's going to go back and listen to him and they're going to be yeah. like, yeah, this is awful. That's totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still good content, hopefully. It is, hopefully. I, think, I think it is. There's a few episodes that we are definitely going to remix if you will yeah we won't remix and like make them that episode but we want to take a few clips of some of the things we Mm. said and and revisit and kind of teach a little bit deeper on some of those topics yeah spiritual warfare in particular we've talked about and i think the fred and kara of april 2023 would handle it very differently than fred and kara of may 2020 right you know Mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah Yeah. So um, about our vision and... Yes, back to the original (laughs) point of our discussion. Yeah. So we're excited to share with you really kind of the heart of what we are aiming for in in not just Draw Near, but in all of our efforts and all of the ministry that we're doing. Mm -hmm. But Fred, can you give a little bit of a background of like... So 
I think that this was a prophetic word that Fred received mm-hmm. and he wrote it down for all of us to enjoy. And it has, been, mm-hmm. you know, it has given a lot of people hope when he is able to share this, but it came at a specific time. So can you share a little bit of the background of like what was happening in life when this came and the Lord spoke this? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Going back to where this all started, it really kind of was during the COVID shutdown and pandemic. And we had already, We'd done a lot of work in ministry together and, you know, we had planned what was going to be our most ambitious year in ministry. Mm -hmm. And we were really excited about all these great things that the Lord had put on our heart. And then something happened. The world shut down, you know, and... and That's not to say the Lord didn't place it on our heart for a reason. It just maybe wasn't that time. And I think what we're coming to find is a lot of those things, that's exactly what they were. Right. You know? And I think it was a time when everybody was separated. Like so many, we felt uh, we were confused. You know, we weren't sure what the future was going to look like. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And, you know, I found myself, although I I am an introvert, I'm very much a Mm relationship-y person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, it just felt like a very kind of lonely, dark time. And I found myself like we couldn't go to mass, we couldn't go to the, you know, the sacraments weren't as available, certainly. And we didn't even see each yeah, other we didn't for, really see each other. you know, for a long time. Well, I was on maternity leave for a while. And then there was just that fear of leaving your home, especially with a right. newborn. Right, right. So yeah, it was completely understandable. Yeah. yeah but it was difficult and hard yeah. time. And I found myself just really praying about what, what do we do? What do we do? How do we respond to this? And praying about our ministry that things we we do together and felt called to. And uh, it was during that time that, you know, I, I prayed and I wrote these words because it's what came to me during the prayer. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I didn't share the whole thing with you. Oh, my goodness. I shared the no. first sentence and the last sentence. Yes. here Here is what Fred <laughs> sent me. He was like, I feel like the Lord is saying something to me. And then he quotes it. Mm. I see a movement. It can only be discerned one step at a time. And I think my response was something like, Oh, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, I, I had no idea. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of. It was probably like a a smiley emoji <laughs> and like a like, okay thumbs up. Yeah, a thumbs up. <laughs> but there was a whole lot in there, and so you're gonna hear that. Yeah. So you'll find why that's. And funny. then we're gonna kind of talk through it. But you can find this on our website, and I don't think we've ever shared this with our listeners. No, we haven't. But you can find it on on our about page. It's also on our blog. But you can find it on our about page. It's more about our mission. It's called, but. So all the things in between, I see a movement, it can only be discerned discern one, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. All the stuff in between there is what I was, we're going to share now. And then we're going to talk about what is drawn near, what are we trying to do, mm-hmm. and- uh, How this kind of fits. How it all fits. So anyway, I see a movement. I see a group of believers so passionate, so committed, seeking so fully Christ above all things, choosing death before sin, no matter the cost, committed to radical holiness. Their very presence is a contradiction to the world. They bring the joy and the light of the gospel to the world. And the darker the world gets, the brighter their light shines. Greater opposition only brings greater grace. Their devotion, their holiness, is so deep that it shows on their face. Others are drawn to them, drawn into the kingdom. They bring comfort to the hurting and healing to the sick of mind, body, and spirit. Their very presence is filled with such grace that it feels like a safe haven for others. They live every moment of their lives mindful to offer up every suffering as a sacrifice for souls. 
They embrace every moment of the day as the prayer that it is. They offer up every work. They are filled with a joy that others long for. And the more the world opposes them, the more joyful, the more committed, the more aware of God's grace they become. They live for one thing only, proclaiming his name in word, in thought, and in deed. I see a movement. I see a movement. And then, of course, it can only be... Yeah, you can imagine why I was like, okay. One step at a time. <laughs> Thumbs you know, up. <laughs> I don't remember how long it was before I, I shared with you that whole mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long, I don't think. Because yeah. it really did kind of inspire what what came next. Kara, what do we do? How do we respond? And notice that those words draw near are pretty much mm-hmm. right in there mm-hmm. as well. Um, well, but- I, I think for like in our blog, if you go and actually read the blog, uh, it's not just the, the words that he received, but it's also kind of explaining, you know, um, what came from it. But I think in our blog, you mentioned that like this became a source of hope for you and I just right. in the midst it of did. a very difficult Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. It did. And I feel like the same goes like since sharing it and we've shared it with several people, um, mm-hmm. that's the response that we receive back right. is this gives me so much hope. Yeah. That is pretty much always the response yeah. we get is you've given us hope. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with this too, is that it's acknowledging the fact that no matter what adversity comes, mm-hmm. no matter what struggles there are, if we look throughout the history of the church, and, and even in scripture, you see this, whenever adversity comes, the Lord meets the challenge. Right. He always raises up the right people with the right gifts at the right time to meet the needs of the time. As Pope Francis reminds us uh, more recently, but scripture, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord shall raise up a standard against, against him. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that's it gives hope. But I also like how it's not a rose colored glasses sort of no Pollyanna. I mean, let's be honest about where the world is but right. in the midst of this darkness like this this movement right mm-hmm. i see people who are so passionate so committed this radical holiness is the light right i think i think what i love about it which i love so many things about it but what stands out to me is like we cannot be a church without hope we can recognize the things that are going on in the church and maybe it's super easy Now, maybe I think it is kind of super easy to become discouraged by things going on in the church. Like how many of us are experiencing a lack of priests? How many Mm -hmm. people are either going through closures or mergers or beginning that process? And, you know, people are leaving or they never returned from COVID. You know, all of these things, there's division over, you name it, like, you know, politics, traditional, charismatic, Mm -hmm. like all of this division, maybe you have family members who have left the church. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that we can point to in our own personal lives that can be a source of discouragement, Mm -hmm. but we cannot be a church without hope. Pope Francis says, you know, we shouldn't walk around like we've just left left a funeral. Right. Um, So I think I love the part in in this that says, they bring the joy and the light of the gospel to the world, and the darker the world gets, the brighter their light shines. I love that. I think that's, that. I mean, that's it's just radical holiness. Yeah, and it's acknowledging that, yeah, things are tough, right now mm-hmm. it's going to get worse but guess what there's hope yeah and god is doing something to renew the church absolutely and and i think this really became so we started a young adult conference at the time kind of grew out of this mm-hmm. with a young adult uh, ministry apprenticeship mm-hmm. which we will likely talk, sure we'll about talk about later about. Mm-hmm. um 
called Made for Greatness. And this was kind of the yeah. what kicked it off as well, because it, it, it's acknowledging the fact that in our work with holy people, er, with young people, with holy with people, holy we people. only work yeah. with holy people. We only work with holy people. <laughs> no. In our work with young people, too, we see that spark, we see that fire, we see that light. And, yeah. you know, I'm reminded of the words of G.K. Chesterton What's the problem with the world? It's, it's me. me. Mm-hmm. I'm the problem. And, but I see in so many people out there hope because they see that themselves yeah. and, and they want more than anything to be holy, to be a saint, and to help others do the same. And so it's it's hard to be discouraged by how bad we think the state of the church is. Right. And I'll be honest, I feel like there's a whole, a whole group of individuals who are profiting off of emphasizing how terrible things yeah. are in the church. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. And we're not trying to come at this in a Pollyanna approach, but I'm reminded of the words from one of our favorite books, Kara, I Believe in Love which we also read about the same time. Mm-hmm. Father Dalbe says, we must forget ourselves. A person who forgets himself brings joy to those around him. The spiteful person starts putting facts together, which in reality are totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. And also it, it it's a drain on those around him. Yeah, It sucks the joy and the life out. And, and there's there's too much of that in the church. Yeah. Well, and that's not to just, you know, pick apart people. In the church, I think we're all sinners. We we all have those struggles that we might have, whether it's gossip, whether it's negativity, whatever. But this is really the heart of draw near when it says, I see a group of believers so passionate, so committed, seeking so fully Christ above all things. Like, that's you. That's supposed to be you. Right. So no matter what you're struggling with, no matter the discouragement, the negativity, whatever like is being allowed into your life or into your heart, like you're a part of these group of believers and you're supposed to be a part of this movement because we have to have hope and trust that the Lord is truly doing something in the church. Mm-hmm. And I guess I see kind of fruit of that too. Um, I think we've mentioned it briefly in passing, but we did a parish mission where so much was being said before, like, I don't have anything to give. This is the state of our church. This is what's going on and all of these things. And mm-hmm. there was there was negativity in the church as a whole, ecclesially, but also as individuals, like I have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. But by the end of it, it was like, we're ready to go. Let's go. Like there's a change happening here. Yes. And if we all are able to embrace that Mm -hmm. um, and let go of like the status quo, the church is discouraging. Here's where the church is at. It's like, I want to be a part of the change. There's so much hope, you know, there's so much hope. And I think, you know, Fred and I are, we're, we're not, um, is, is illusionists the right word? We don't pretend everything's hunky dory. Like right. we're fully aware of the state of the church right. and the state of the world. But I feel like the, it's exactly this, the darker the world gets, the brighter, like I want right. to shine as a witness. You know what I mean? The more yeah. hope that there can be. Yeah. I think Jesus has something to say about being light. you're salty and lit (laughs) salty and lit yes you are the light of the world a city set on a hill cannot be hid Mm -hmm. and we see that also in scripture in the darkness the light shines even brighter the scripture references escaping me but i promise it's in there (laughs) but i mean that's what darkness is like the absence Mm. of light right so i've always worried about sharing this because i don't want people to like pride scares me 
like even looking prideful scares me because mm-hmm. I never want to be that way. And I don't, I've never wanted people to get the impression, oh, Fred and Kara think they're starting a movement. <laughs> no. God's doing something. <laughs> no. What this is talking about is the Lord is doing something. Yes. And what we're trying to do with Draw Near is whatever our small little part right. of that is. Right. And he's raising this up. 100%. And sometimes it is such a small thing. Like, Going and meeting a discouraged priest for coffee because they need encouragement. I don't know how many times we've done that. Yes. But they're a part of the movement. They're a part of rebuilding the church. Mm -hmm. And so if that's where God calls us for that day or those few hours, like we want to be there. Right. Yeah. It really is just God's doing something. If we can be vessels, if you all can be vessels, like let's do it. Right. Uh, Not to, not to potentially poke fingers at anybody, but. Instead of complaining about your mass time getting changed, how about you just offer a word of encouragement to your pastor? Mm-hmm. That's part of this movement idea too. Yeah, seeking first the kingdom before all things, even before your own interests. Yeah, not my will, but your will be done, Lord. Yeah, you know, and recognizing that we all have to move forward, mm-hmm. and we all have to just allow God's grace to work. Yeah, so this is um really kind of that this is why it's on our about page on our website. This is the heart of what we see, um what the Lord has placed on our heart and whatever way that we are able to assist him in bringing about this movement of just radical faith in the church, we are happy to do it. Um and I, and I know we want to share a little bit about, you know, some of the ways that we've actually seen this in the people that we've worked with. So Fred and I, this uh, we started this initiative, and this actually has a place in the fuller vision of Draw Near mm-hmm. um, in just a massive way. Um, but we basically created an initiative, and he mentioned it in passing. It's, it's a young adult ap- apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. We call it an apprenticeship because I feel like when you say internship or something, you know, they come and work for you, you just imagine like giving them a to-do list and them going and checking it off. Right, yeah. But it really is like trying to live out the way that Christ invested in his apostles, just Mm -hmm. inviting them into his life and walking with them for three years. And following Paul's example. Yes. Even more radically. Yes. I think Paul's example of really investing in people, specifically Mm -hmm. uh, Timothy. And we look at his example with Timothy. Um, But yeah, it's a. It's a young adult apprenticeship where um, Fred and I designed where we we walk with people who Mm -hmm. are so on fire um, and trying to discern like, okay, what is God calling me to? Whether it's working in in ministry, Mm -hmm. whether it's working in the secular world and figuring out how do I contribute to my church? How do I give back to uh, to people? Whatever it might be. And we've had people who have gone on to come back and work in our area and for the church and gone on to work in secular jobs and who right. are just very faithful Catholics. Yeah. Um, but basically it's, you know, we, we walk with them, invite them into our life and form them in areas of the faith in areas of prayer mm-hmm. and just also in, in human formation, like yeah, in their very own identity. I exactly. Yeah. 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 That's so true. Yeah. Because I, I remember even just this last summer. So it's, it's a summer apprenticeship this last summer, right at the start, it is very hard to come in with people all your age and like not compare yourself to them. Right. I remember mm-hmm. doing this when I when I taught a summer mission program and I wanted to leave after like four days because I was like, I'm not good enough. I don't know anything about saints. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like ready to just be like, hey, you, you guys hired the wrong person. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like we almost saw that like slowly come out. Right. And there was a lot of warfare against these young people. But we saw this come out where they they were like, I just I don't like I don't feel good enough. I feel like I'm not praying enough, like mm-hmm. just comparing themselves to each other. And it was actually a very beautiful moment because we were having kind of this big group um, bonding day. We went to the zoo and like, you right. know, just human formation things. A gorilla tried to kiss you. A gorilla. True did, story. Yes, a gorilla tried to kiss me. <laughs> um, but there was just this beautiful moment in uh, in the car ride where several of them admitted that they were like, yeah, I just like broke down with the other girls like in our apartment. And um, we were just like, am I am I right for this? You know, mm-hmm. and just getting to like speak into those situations to the point where after the summer, they leave like just so in love with God and so in love with what he does within them right? and what he calls them to. Like we had, you know, somebody who left and they were just like, I just like, I know how I'm supposed to love the church. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving feeling like so loved and I want to go give that to the church. And like, I know what I have to offer. Right. So yeah. it's, I mean... Just beautiful. It's been a beautiful experience. It's a beautiful experience, and we're and we're continuing to. The goal is to have its own campus. Yes. No. Let's share that. Okay. Because you can't just brush over that. <laughs> well, can I come back? Yeah, come back to it. Okay. okay. So, but the goal really is to first, you're working with young adults or young people who have a, a desire to serve the Lord in mm-hmm. some way, but they're they don't necessarily know how or right. what. They, they hear things like, you're made for greatness, mm-hmm. God made you special, created you for a you purpose. You have a call, yeah. But they don't necessarily understand that or feel that. And I think, Kara, in our, in our culture, I think a lot of people feel that way. Yes. You might be 60 years old listening. What do I have to give? What do I have to give? Mm-hmm. And what, do, you know, how can I help this mission? I, I'm nobody. Yeah. But the reality is, yes, you are. <laughs> like, I just talked to somebody about that at our parish mission. She came up to me and her and her husband live in assisted living. Mm-hmm. But they were at the parish mission and she's like, I love all the things you're saying, but like, what do I have to give? I, I'm living in assisted living. And I loved the conversation that we had before she had, had brought that mm-hmm. up. And so I was like, just this, like, this is beautiful. Conversation. Like, just go and meet people and, and talk with them. Yeah. Like, they would love to meet you. Share life with Share them. Share life with them. Yeah. And so we try to help them. First of all, discover their own identity. Who oh. are you? Yeah. How did God create you? And then who their identity in Christ. What does it mean to be in Christ? Mm-hmm. And then from there, how has God uniquely gifted you? Mm-hmm. What's that purpose for which you were created that only you can do that is ultimately rooted in one thing? How has God created you to love in the world? Yeah. How has God called you to reveal something about his love in the world that only you can reveal yeah that is a care that's mind-boggling to think about it all it honestly brings about like this freedom and you see it in them you see it Mm. in their relationships with each other as the summer progresses you see it in their ministry that we we like send them out and actually have them do the ministry we're training them to do there's so much freedom in releasing them from like comparing themselves to each other when they start realizing their their specific gift oh i don't have the same gift as my roommate Mm -hmm. and so there's just a lot a lot less of that like comparison not feeling good enough and stuff because you know god is working through you and and you're comp you see it Mm -hmm. and yeah and we try to provide them experiences where they can do that yeah and and 
I don't know if experiment is the best word, but it works. Yeah. You know, and, and to kind of grow in confidence, learn from their mistakes in, in the safety of we're right there walking with them, just right. like Paul right. and Timothy and, and Jesus and Jesus with his apostles. Yeah. You know, at a certain point, he sent them out mm-hmm. when he had a, a degree of confidence in them. They I, still made mistakes. Yeah. But he was there to remedy it. I think one thing that um, I won't use the word struggle. I don't know if it's like a full on struggle. But one thing I notice in the church that I wish just we could change this culture is that we almost we want things to change. We want to fix things. And we a lot of people want to be a part of that. But we want it to change now. Right. Like I will ins- I will, you know, institute this program and it's going to be a year and like my whole church is going to be renewed. And we don't want it to cost anything. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's financially or time or, or effort. Time yeah. Or effort. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm noticing this more and more. And I think just we're trying to do this. And I, I would challenge all of you listening to do this. Like, let's cut down that culture of expecting something to change right away, because one, we're not making room for God's timing. We don't get to decide when renewal happens, but also so much about renewal comes through love and it comes through relationships Mm. and those take time to build. And we, we have seen this with this initiative that we started with young, with young people because we're walking with them and it isn't like, Hey, come in for a nine to five job and then we'll see you tomorrow. It's no, let's go to a conference together. Let's have nights where we grill out with all of our families and we really invite them into um, a relationship Mm. with us, but also like that fosters relationship with them. And so basically I love the idea of like pluck us out and they continue on in that brother and sister relationship. And it really does become spiritual brothers and sisters. Um, And that's really at the heart of renewal, I think. And it's been neat to see there's a couple of those young people in particular that like so passionate and they want to go out and create the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, they like get together and still hang out. Yeah. yeah, I love that. But I think one thing that stands out to me in what you're saying, and it fits this whole, I see a movement thing is, Parish renewal moves at the speed of relationship. Mm-hmm. It moves at the speed of relationship. And this might sound like self-sabotage because we are Catholic speakers. We do music. Mm-hmm. But there's no speaker that you're going to bring in that's going to renew your parish. Right. There's no consulting firm that you're going to hire, uh, again, self-sabotage, I suppose, that's going to solve your problems mm-hmm. if this commitment to doing the hard work in the trenches of yeah. relational ministry, of investing in the lives of others, right. of those four people you need in your life that we always talked about, linked in the show notes. Yeah. Um, if you're not willing to do the hard work of that, if, if you want it to be, you've got 30 minutes to tell us 10 tips on how to change everything. Mm-hmm. But you, you be, do it for me. But you do it for us. That's not going to bring about the renewal of the church. No. What will is a people who are committed to radical holiness. Yeah. People who want to be saints and want to help others do the same. People that say and mean it with their whole heart, give me souls, take all else away. People who take seriously, abide in me and I in you, and you will bear much fruit. People who are able to balance a deep spirituality, Mm -hmm. but also live normal in the world. By normal, I just mean you're doing the day-to-day things. You're not necessarily, it's not evident that you're scandalized by things around you, mm-hmm. but people see in you a joy that they're hungry for. Right. 
and they're drawn to that. That's well, that's, like, that's Paul again. Yeah. Uh, become a, a Jew for a, the Jews, a Greek for Greek. Absolutely. Yeah. Enter into the world, but in order to bring them out of the world and to Christ. Yeah. So you kind of brushed over this. <laughs> um, that's ICU movement, but that's also this, like how it's fed this initiative. So we mentioned that this initiative is so much bigger and that's really our like full goal. It's so, our ultimate goal we're working toward. It's, well, and here's yeah. the thing too. Like we say it's our ultimate goal, but God could be up there laughing, being like, haha, if only you knew. Yeah. You yeah. know, we have no idea. We only he, know what he's revealed to us. We've noticed a trend and it's, he likes to do the opposite of what we expect. Yeah, I know. I, I joke that like the second I'm like, oh, I think I know how he's going to do it. He'll be like, oh, better change it. She yeah, figured it out. Will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we know to the extent that the Lord has showed us his plan. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think honestly, it's probably even bigger than what he has shown us because as humans, I don't think we have the capacity for all of his goodness. It's probably a good thing. Cause I think it would be like, yes. if we knew God's, if we knew in fullness, God's plan for our lives individually, mm -hmm. like in full, we'd probably just be crushed with the pressure of thinking we have to do it ourselves or overcome by all of the like pride and pride. puffiness yeah yeah mm -hmm. because it's not us that's going to do it it's only grace 100 that's true for every person listening and that's really why we're just kind of going step by step okay what's the next thing he's asking us to let's be faithful in that what's the next thing mm -hmm. let's be faithful in that and um but really the the big vision for this is to expand this summer apprenticeship to be something so so much greater year round it year round and multiple years right um but the idea is that we want a retreat center we want a campus where mm. yes people can come and they can put on retreats there for their parish or you know their groups but also this community is like living uh, with one another growing in that human formation and then after that formation they're sent out mm -hmm. i think you should share the the heart vision that you've had. It, it's a funny thing, Kara, how the Lord has guided our steps. And um, again, sometimes when we share stories like this, recently I was doing, at a parish yeah. um, and I was talking about hearing the Lord say something and there was an older man and 100 points for his courage. Yes. Because I feel like men will not be honest and vulnerable most of the time. But he asked the question, well, what do you mean by hear the voice of the Lord? Mm -hmm. I've never heard the Lord's voice. How That's do we, such a fair question. It, it's a good question. And I think what that sounds like is going to be different for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it feels like that prompting toward a good. And we just, we want to do that good thing. Mm -hmm. That's the Lord leading us. Sometimes it's just how you would explain my inner voice. Right. Like is, yeah. you know, on the shoulders. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's we're reading the scripture and that scripture, just like scripture yeah. itself says, cuts us to the heart. Yeah. And God, the Lord speaks to us through that way. And sometimes, you know, it, there's that still small voice that in prayer, we just know something. Yeah. We just, we might hear sort of a gentle voice. Most oftentimes when someone says, like, I heard the Lord, I think for most people, they're not necessarily literally, I heard an audible voice, probably. Hmm. Um, I think it depends on the person. It depends on the yeah. person. Some people 
probably hear him more through scripture. And that's a, that's a good thing to point out too. And I know you're, you're going to get to what you're going to share, but Mm. we can't know the voice of God unless we know who God is and we know who God is through scripture. Yeah. I, anytime someone says, I heard the voice of the Lord say such and such, and they're not in scripture and they're not in prayer Mm -hmm. immediately. No, you didn't. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you may have, cause there's some grace like that he can give when we're right. not in a state of holiness or a state right. of receptivity, but we Paul, do have Paul being a good example yes, of that. Actually. Yes. Yeah. On the, on the road to Damascus, yeah. but we do have to put what he says to the standard of scripture. Right. So if it's like what you just said is a very different God from the God that we know from scripture, right. then we kind of have to compare that. But yeah. Anyways. And what you're hearing now is Kara keeping me on track, <laughs> <laughs> which I very much appreciate. This is a, a iron sharpening iron, Kara. Go. So thank you. Yes. Um, but anyways, you heard the, the voice original of the question. Lord. Yes. Yeah, uh, and it was, you know, I was driving, I was on I-70 in, in Ohio and it was long before I was Catholic and I hadn't even been Christian very long, but I, I heard those words, go rebuild my church. Mm-hmm. And I never heard that every person will be a living stone in the building up of the church. And I found myself thinking about that because I think that was one of the first times I heard the Lord like kind of speak something. Clearly. Mm-hmm. And I know many of our listeners probably recognize those words because they sound very similar to what he said to St. Francis. Those first words are what he said to St. Francis. Now, I'm not saying I'm the next St. Francis. I want to be clear. (laughs) That is not at all what I'm saying. Where I was in my life was I had just basically quit my day job and went to school to become, you know, a a pastor pastor is what I was working toward. And and I had this call, like this strong desire to serve the Lord. I prayed this crazy prayer, which I don't even know what led me to pray the prayer, er, pray that prayer. But it was, Lord, give me an army of young people, and we'll change the world. Yeah, I see. Why would you say anything like that? <laughs> yeah. But then years later, I found Saint John Bosco prayed something very similar. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, during that time, also, uh, Kara mentioned the heartbeat. I, I, I just, it was like I saw this center that was like a heartbeat Mm -hmm. and out of that center uh blood and life Mm -hmm. and energy was flowing out in the in the veins and the arteries across the country and those veins and arteries were the highways and it was just like like i saw a glimpse of a of a center that was providing that life providing hope that was 15 years ago kara right you know. But you know, that's like how God works. Cause that's even looking at Mary when, when she says, when it says in scripture, she pondered all these things in her heart. Right. It doesn't mean she set them aside and never revisited them. It means mm-hmm. throughout her life, she's going to make these connections of, right. oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. So he said that to you 15 years ago and you still hold on to it. Like it was so clear. Right. And now like some of those things are becoming clearer. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, like Kara said, that they all went on the shelf. Yeah. It's not something I think about. Right. It's certainly not something. You share very them. often. Kind mm-hmm. of surprised we're actually sharing this on the air right now. I know. Kara. I know. But. Um, These are like the things we talk about in the car. For yeah. Anyone. We're yeah like, this is car ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but looking back on it now and seeing how all these things come together. And realizing that, because those words, go rebuild my church, is actually what led me to Steubenville. Right. Because I didn't know who St. Francis was. Mm-hmm. In fact, I never saw or heard those words again until when I was on the verge of becoming Catholic and not knowing what to do and about to commit career suicide. 
I visit Franciscan University of Steubenville's webpage, and what words pop up first? <laughs> Go rebuild my church with mm-hmm. a picture of St. Francis. And I'm like, oh, it startled me. Yeah. It literally startled me and like rattled me to my core. That's part of the, my testimony that I've never shared yeah. before. But that's ultimately what led me to Steubenville. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So so I, I asked you to share that because when, when I said, you know, we we're hoping for a center, a retreat center. And like we bring these people together and form them. I guess I just get so excited and like so filled with hope and just seeing how this couple month apprenticeship has really formed and changed the people who have come in and worked mm-hmm. with us in this to just think of expanding that uh, mm-hmm. to multiple years and helping people understand their gifts. And then like our goal is to really place them in parishes where they can use their gifts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they want to go out and they want to serve. Okay, like let's help them do that. Uh and it is those veins. Like that's why it's mm-hmm. it's that's the heartbeat and then they are the veins. They're the ones who are carrying the lifeblood out to the ends of the world right. as apostles. So, I don't know, there's just and this little a apostles. Little a apostle. I mean, mm-hmm. being sent, apostle means to be sent. So, being sent out as apostles to bring God to the world and so that when we say like i see a movement is at the heart of what we're doing it's not like why you just have a podcast like what's the movement have to do with your podcast it's like no this is the full like what Mm. god at least has revealed to us as a fuller portion of this it's like i see a group of believers so passionate so committed choosing death before sin like it's like you know this is these these young people but also not just young people, not just fresh converts. It's like all of us are called to that mm. holiness to go out and change the world like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's it's I see a movement. This whole thing on our website is it's it's small and big at the same time. Yeah. It's exclusive but also inclusive of everyone. Yes. You know. Maybe we're crazy for sharing something that uh, our vision that we're so really kind of early in the development of, but I, I don't think we are. I think, you know, we got to, we prayed before we start. We pray every time before we start. And right. we have to trust that we're sharing what God wants us to share. Right. And so this is kind of, we have a podcast. We have pod, two podcasts now, Podcast Network. We're adding podcasts. We do speaking. We do music. Um, but what is the ultimate thing we're yeah. working toward? Well, you know, ultimate that we know. <laughs> right. Our bigger goal is is that community, is serving the church in yeah. a in a, in a more profound way not that other things aren't profound not, but yeah we are relationship people and so mm. we like the elements that bring right. in love and getting to know people yeah. and so i think in a lot of ways we share this with you for one thing we want your prayers 100 percent. we need your prayers and also we hope that something in what we've shared gives you hope yeah that you turn on the tv you sit next to someone and and your parish, and you might hear how awful the church is, but we see something very different. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get harder. It's going to get a lot harder. Just means you have to get holier. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's good. (laughs) Just means you have to get holier, and you have to help others do the same. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what matters most. You know, we've said before, a lifetime of effort, even if it only leads one person to eternity with God in heaven, is worth worth it. it. At the end of the day, we don't share this vision because we think we're anything special. No. Kara, the person I want to be most like in my life is Ananias in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Not Ananias that dies in the doorway for lying to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. 
uh, hiding his money. <laughs> that's a really jerky kind of thing yeah. to do. I don't want to do that. But I'm talking about Ananias that we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Ananias that was told to go preach the gospel to some guy named Saul of Tarsus. Mm-hmm. And when he was told to do that, he said, no, Lord, he'll kill me. Have you heard of this guy? <laughs> Paraphrasing a little bit. But then he went and did it. And for all we know, that's all he did because that's all history tells us. But Ananias of Damascus shares in Paul's reward for all of eternity. Mm -hmm. And Paul did so much. And Paul, you wouldn't be listening right now if it wasn't for Paul. Mm -hmm. And yet you wouldn't be listening right now if it wasn't for Ananias. Mm -hmm. And so that's really all we're after is Ananias. The one. The one. Mm -hmm. And... So if there's anything in what we've shared with you that gives you hope, inspires you, um, pray for us. Yeah. Help us in yeah. this journey. Yeah. Because um, we, we don't, you know, we have the vision for it, but obviously we don't have the land for it. We don't have yeah. all the resources we need for it. We have the vision for it, certainly. Yeah. We have the specifics of it. Yeah, pretty much. But our prayer has been to God. You have to do yeah, this. Yeah. We will do whatever you call, but you have yeah. to do this. Palm Sunday readings, Kira, I found myself thinking of how go to the this house and you'll find a colt and tell the man you just have need of it. And that, that's it. <laughs> like, give me your colt. The yeah. Lord has need of it. We, we right. were driving in the car. We right. saw this like gorgeous land. We're like, we should pull up to the house and be like, right. the Lord has need of this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like somehow, some way. God will do it. Yeah. But God's going to do this thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not about us. Nope. It really is about him. But we thought it'd be good to take some time to share what our heart, what's in mm-hmm. our hearts, mm-hmm. what we feel called to do. And if you feel called in any way to support us, help us um, to pray get there, us. pray for us for sure. Uh, in the meantime, if you feel inspired to help the right now work of Draw Near which is a podcast, mm-hmm. well, two podcasts, which is a podcast network that's growing, uh, which is feeding our families. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you can go to our website, hit mm-hmm. that support button in the top right corner and help us to do that thing that I told Kara in my text one step at a time. Yeah. If you can't at this time, we understand if you can't, um, just share this episode if you wouldn't mind sharing this episode because I I think the Lord has something in this and I think it's mm-hmm. time to put the vision out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think He's ready. He kept telling us that He kept telling us it's, it was a very slow progression of not mm-hmm. yet, uh, sooner than you think, and it's been for the last several months. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's time. So yeah, just if if the only way you're able to help and if something moved, just share this episode for us. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens next. Yes. Even in, uh, I feel like sometimes in some of our episodes, it's like, you know, more on that later. More on we that have a bigger later. vision. Yeah, or, a bigger vision. So now that you guys know, it's like, well, maybe we'll be. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I see a movement. I see a group of believers so passionate, so committed, seeking so fully Christ above all things, choosing death before sin, no matter the cost, committed to radical holiness. Their very presence is a contradiction to the world. They bring the joy and the light of the gospel to the world, and the darker the world gets, the brighter their light shines. Greater opposition only brings greater grace. Their devotion, their holiness, is so deep that it shows on their face. Others are drawn to them, drawn into the kingdom. 
They bring comfort to the hurting and healing to the sick of mind, body, and spirit. Their very presence is filled with such grace that it feels like a safe haven for others. They live every moment of their lives mindful to offer up every suffering as a sacrifice for souls. They embrace every moment of the day as the prayer that it is. They offer up every work. They are filled with the joy that others long for. And the more the world opposes them, the more joyful, the more committed, the more aware of God's grace they become. They live for one thing only, proclaiming his name in word, in thought, and in deed.